Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. We've got a lot of things going on this weekend. This weekend has Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, which is the Hebrew calendar anniversary of when Israel retook Jerusalem, the entirety of Jerusalem, in 1967. Uh, that's, a, that's certainly an amazing thing. It, but it's also here in the United States, it's Memorial Day weekend, of course. And, uh, and so I know a lot of you have off Monday, off of work on Monday, and uh, school is, I think, mostly out at this point, but uh, Memorial Day weekend. And this weekend, aside from the hot dogs and the picnics, please take a, a moment to consider the true purpose of this holiday, uh, Memorial Day, uh, to remember those who perished while defending our country. That's what Memorial Day is really all about. Uh, and uh, it's, it's interesting because while all of us here all of us here benefit from the sacrifice of these heroes, those who served in our armed forces in particular, and their families for that matter, uh, deserve special praise this weekend. Now, now, why is that? Well, of course, yes, this is Memorial Day and not Veterans Day. Veterans Day, when we honor specifically our veterans. Nonetheless, anybody who joined the air, uh, the uh, military, the armed services, anybody who joined put their lives on the line and they were willing to make the ultimate sacrifice if needed. So I just want to take a moment out of our service this weekend to honor those who lost their lives defending freedom. Uh, and I'd also like to honor all veterans and something I want to do today is all relatives of veterans because you know, when you're a relative of a veteran, you are, uh, your loved one is, is in harm's way. I don't care if they're just uh, pushing papers in, in Leavenworth, uh, Kansas. The, the, the point is, is that uh, you never know. When you sign on that dotted line to join the service, you never know. Uh, and so the family members also are, are, are subject to uh, the strains and stresses of a loved one who potentially could be in harm's way. And, uh, and, and I think that honoring them honors the memory of those who gave their lives. So at this time, I want to ask for all veterans, and if you are related to a veteran, please stand, and we together want to honor the memory of those who gave it all. So any veterans or family, wow, look at, look at how many people have sacrificed uh, not just the people sitting, but even you standing, looking around to each other. Let's, let's just give thanks to the Lord for these heroes. 
Thank you. Oh, thank you. you. May be seated. Thank you so much for for your service. Those of you who were veterans, and for those of you who were family members of veterans, thank you for uh, the the trials of having your loved one uh, as a veteran, whether it was your spouse or a parent, uh, or even in some cases a grandparent. Uh, you know, they 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 put it all on the line and. I've been thinking about these heroes this week. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I've been contemplating the people who gave it all and, and, and what it takes inside of somebody. Uh, of course, there are wars all over the place right now. There are people giving it all and over in Ukraine. You know what's going on there. And, 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 and I've thought deeply about how do people come up with something within them to make that ultimate sacrifice uh, and, and then the, the Lord ministered to me that these, the, these great ones were actually presenting themselves as, a, as an example for all of us. That which drives somebody to be willing, to be willing. Nobody wants to, you know, listen, I, one of the American generals said, I don't want to give my life. He said, I, want you, I don't want you soldiers to give your life for your country. I want your the other guy to give their life for their country is what he told the, his soldiers. But nonetheless, the point is, is that there's something that, uh, that drives somebody to be willing to give their life for their country. It's, it's, it, and and this, this something within them is, is something that I think that is an example for all of us. One of the things I enjoy doing periodically, and I, you, can, you can find them all over YouTube, is I love listening to the Congressional Medal of Honor winners or, or recipients. Maybe it's not a winner, it's a recipient. Uh, people who have received the Congressional Medal of Honor just for ex- extraordinary courage in the, in the line of duty. And of course, most of the Congressional Medal of Honors are, go- are given after someone has passed away, of course, when they were killed in action. Uh, but there are a few there are a few that are given to people who are living. And, and I like watching those ceremonies. Sometimes I'll just, I'll just watch and, and to see them presented, that, that ribbon with that medallion on it, you know, and the Congressional Medal of Honor. It's a pretty intense kind of a thing. And, and then they, they, they give every Congressional Medal of Honor winner, you can go look at it online, there's a, an account, usually it's at least a full page, of exactly why it is that they're receiving the Congressional Medal of Honor. And it's usually an account of a battle or a, a certain thing in warfare where, where they did something beyond the call and heroic. And, and, and it's, it's always at their presentation ceremonies, which is done typically by the President of the United States, uh, regardless of the administration at the time. They present these and put these on these heroes. And, uh, and when they do so, and after they read, I mean, you, you read what they did. And, it, and sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, how, uh, you know. It's, it's, it's very humbling, and it's awesome. And, and then after they read that, and after a few minutes, they give the person an opportunity to talk, to say something, those who are still living, of course. And, and, and what is one of the things that seems to be consistent in their stories? As, I, as I've watched a number of these over the many years, and I have found a fairly consistent theme in the speeches of those who 
are honored with the Congressional Medal of Honor for valor in, in, in warfare. And here's the thread that I, I have heard just so many times from so many of the recipients that it's not, it can't be coincidence. None of them felt like they were the ones that deserved the recognition. It's just so interesting to me. None of them, you know, none of them, was, none of them went up there and said, "Well, it was really hard, but I, I did what I needed to do. It was, it was a challenge." I mean, you could have said it in even a semi-humble way, but then, like almost to a to a man or woman, they're like, "No, no, no, no. I don't, I don't deserve this recognition." Almost all of them say, almost all of them say that they did, they just did what anyone would have done in their place. This is what you hear in their speeches. They say, listen, what I did was nothing extraordinary. Anybody in my place would have done the same thing. And they also say the one, typically they say the one who deserves credit is so-and-so who, who gave their life. And, and they'll point to somebody else maybe who was in the battle who lost their life. And they say, that's the real hero. And, and they're always deflecting credit. And... Uh, Honestly, uh, and, saying, and saying anybody would have done what I did if they were in my place. And yet we all know that that is not true. It just isn't. It's not true. At the same time, in feeling this way, they're demonstrating to us what we should be aspiring to. They're demonstrating to us what we should be aspiring to in our own lives. It's, it's awfully humbling. It really is. To hear these stories, it's just like, wow. Uh, boy, I, I thought that I did a, a good deed today when I helped some lady across the street, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, listen, that's great, but uh, there's, there's more left to be done here. You know, what, what's inside? John chapter 15, please. Yochanan, John chapter 15. Wow, it's inspirational. My gosh, it's inspirational to hear these stories. It is to hear of the stories of those who gave it all. Assumably, those who were awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor as well, to hear their stories. And usually a family member receives theirs if they had passed away in the battle. And, uh, and to hear their story, sometimes it's just, it, doesn't, it seems like a superhero story. John chapter 15, verse 12. What did Moshiach Yeshua say? He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he laid down his life. For his friends. Hmm. As I read that, Joe, you know, it really to me sounds like Memorial Day, right? Isn't I mean, isn't that almost like the definition of Memorial Day? Greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. That's what Memorial Day is. We're remembering those who were who, who gave it all, who laid down their lives for all of us. In being so heroic, these soldiers laid down their lives for their friends. It's a pretty profound principle, really. These men and women literally gave everything, everything. They gave 
everything, everything, everything they could possibly give for others, for you and me. Their sacrifice is worth memorializing. Hmm? Memorial Day. It's worth memorializing that sacrifice. Now, I want to be clear about something. I'm not, I'm not asking you to lay down your life for your friends. But Yeshua is. He's telling us that this is the ultimate expression of love. The ultimate expression of love. Now, sure, some are asked to lay down their lives literally, like these soldiers that we are, think about during Memorial Day, or, or, or even like those heroic teachers in Texas this week who laid down their lives for others. Some are called to do that, but not many. But all of us are called to make sacrifices that are not easy for us. All of us are called to that. Every one of us, you watching online, everybody listening via podcast, all of us are called to make sacrifices. It only makes sense that the closer we come to laying down our lives for others, the closer we get to the greatest love. Why? Yeshua says, greater love has no one than this. So that's, he gives us the, the ranking, the rating. That's number 10 on love, right? That's number 10, laying down your life for your friend. So the, the more we get within us, a sacrificial laying down of our lives for others, the closer we get to perfect love. Honestly, straightforwardly, lovingly, most people don't think of it that way. Most people, like the vast majority of people, don't think of it that way. What do they do? Here's the word. They compartmentalize. They compartmentalize. What am I talking about? I'm going to explain this because as the Lord was kind of revealing this to me and showing me and teaching me, uh, it became clear the nuanced difference. But it's a, although nuanced in some ways, it's, it is a dividing line. It's a critical critical difference here that, that affects and shapes all of our lives. They compartmentalize. Most people compartmentalize. It's like, well, I know I need to give back, so I'll do this or that. It's a mitzvah. It's a mindset that believes that, yes, you need to sacrifice for others, but it implicitly implies that you can do what you want, be as selfish as you want, so long as you don't forget to give back. <laughs> 
Do you see how that's compartmentalized? Do you see it's, it's a very nuanced thing, but I'm telling you, it's a big thing. We're going to dig into this a little bit. Where you can have your own, it's me, you know, you can, most people love three people the most, you know, in their, in their lives, they love three the most, me, myself, and I. <laughs> and, and, and as they do, somehow they justify that. They justify their self-centeredness by saying, oh, well, I'm going to give back. I'm going to sacrifice. It's very compartmentalized. And and honestly, even if it's well-intentioned, even the words, think about the words give back, even the words give back subtly implies that you can somehow make up for what you've been given. I've been given so much, so I'm going to give back. There's a subtle implication there. Now listen, I'm not saying it's a bad way to look at it. I'm not saying anybody who says give back is like wrong or selfish. That's not, what I'm, that's not my point. I'm asking you to think about it from a slightly different angle, a slightly different perspective. Most people, because honestly, most people don't even do that. Most people are just self-centered in life. And by self-centered, I don't even imply that they're like all walking around all haughty and just like always wanting everything to be about them and look at me and hey, pay me attention. It might, the self-centeredness might be just sitting on the couch or sitting in front of a computer screen, sitting in front of a television. That that can can be self-centeredness, you understand? So most people don't even give back. But at the core, I'm asking for you to think today, what is your mindset? What is your mindset as you think about these things, as you contemplate? Get ready for this question. I'm going to tell you, when, when the Lord spoke to me this question, it was like, whoa. I actually stopped at my keyboard and, went, and, and just stopped for a minute and thought about it. Get ready for this question. It's an important question. When, it, when it's talking about give, sacrificing for others, is it something that you do? Or is it who you are? Is it something you do? Or is it who you are? Wow, man. That question cuts. Romans chapter 12. Because if we want to follow Messiah, the answer needs to be the latter. If we truly want to be more like Yeshua, people wear the bracelet WWJD or people say, oh, I want to be more like Yeshua. Okay. Well, if you want to be more like Yeshua, it needs to become more and more who we are. It needs to become more and more who we are, not what we do when we are sacrificing for others. Wow, it's a deep concept. You know this scripture, but in light of what we're talking about, I want you to see the nuanced difference Romans 12, 1 says, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, 
to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do you see here? Do you see here? God is not asking for us to make a sacrifice. That, I mean, that's not, that's not the words here that are used. This is not the, the, the making a sacrifice is good. But this, God is not asking us here in Romans 12 to make a sacrifice. It's interesting because in so many ways, God has made it so much easier for us than before Yeshua came. It's so much easier for us in the Tanakh, in the Tanakh, what did we have to do? We literally had to make sacrifices in the temple. I mean, my gosh, imagine you're living in the, down south in the desert and you, and, you, and you lie to your spouse and you're like, oh boy, when, when's the next bus to Jerusalem here? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go sacrifice. <laughs> we need to buy a turtle dove or a goat or something. I, I gotta go up, man. I gotta, <laughs> I mean, you think of it. it was, this was not easy. It was not easy here, friends, to, to sacrifice. It was hard. It was laborious. It's so much easier now to make our sacrifice. Because why? Because we can accept the blood atonement of Messiah Yeshua to cover our sins and fulfill the Torah requirements for that blood atonement. And so, Baruch Hashem, thank you, Lord, for making it so much easier for us to present our sacrifice unto the Lord for forgiveness of sins. And so, in so many ways, it's just much, much easier God made it for us. Fair enough, true. At the same time, in some ways, wait for it, wait for it, y'all, in some ways, the standard is much higher now. It's much higher now than even it might have been then. How so? Because no longer is God asking for us to make a sacrifice. God is asking for us to be a sacrifice. Which is really easier. It's interesting. I think the harder thing is to be a sacrifice. I think that's harder even than schlepping a, a goat up to Jerusalem. That's the standard I'm reading. Now, most people will not be asked to literally sacrifice their lives. The point here is a mindset. Some people, you know this. If I, if I started going around this room, you could give me a name of somebody you know who has a mindset of sacrifice. Everybody here knows somebody said, oh boy, a mindset of sacrifice, yep, <laughs> different names come to mind. Honestly, hey, forthrightly, different names come to mind for me too that I think about. I think different people have just a mindset of sacrifice. I gotta be honest with you, most don't. Most. Well over 50%, probably over 80%. I'm talking even believers, y'all. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about full mindset of being a sacrifice. It's a totally different mindset than making a sacrifice in your life. I'm not talking liter a literal like bringing a, a goat. I'm talking about within your life. 
For example, I gotta tell you, my, my music and, and youth ministry heads, Mark and Dara, may, they may not do all the, always things perfectly. I don't always agree with everything that they do. I'll tell you that forthrightly. But friends, if there's a need, they don't hesitate to give of themselves. You all know that. They don't hesitate. It is in their nature. They live as a sacrifice. They do this when their family has a need. They do this when their friends have a need, when their congregation have a need. They're just intuitively, immediately willing to help. Willing, not just to help, willing to sacrifice. You you know this. This is who they are. They may not make always perfect decisions about everything, but by gosh, no one doubts if they care. They don't make sacrifices. They are sacrifices. And beloved, that's what we are all called to do. Wow, man, RK, Rabbi Kevin, you're putting up a high standard right there. I didn't write it. In fact, Rabbi Shaul urges us to do so. What does he say in Romans 12? I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, to present yourselves as a living sacrifice. He urges you. And that, as a, as a total side note, that's one of the reasons why, say, Mark and Dare are deeply loved here. And by no means are they the only ones. There are others at Beth Hillel like this too, who just mm, are it. Ephesians 5, please. But this should come, this whole point really should come as no surprise to us. Why? This is precisely, exactly what Yeshua did for us. This is exactly the attitude, the mode, the state of being that the Messiah himself was for us, for you and for me. Should we imitate him? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Ephesians 5, please, verse 1. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love just as Messiah also loved us and gave himself up for us as an offering and sacrifice to God for a fragrant aroma. Wow. So read it closely, right? What does it say? It says, we are to imitate God. Like children, you know how children can sometimes imitate their their fathers or their moms? We're to imitate God. And what exactly are we to imitate? How Yeshua loved us so much that he gave himself up for us as a sacrifice to God. That's what Messiah Yeshua did. He gave himself up as a sacrifice. Scriptures say we should be imitators of this. That's what we're to imitate. Wow, whew. That's, a pretty high, that's a pretty high standard. Yes, it is. He literally gave his life. He literally gave his life. 
But listen, none of us are perfect. See, here's, here's something. As, as I was contemplating this message and I was thinking and praying through it, and, and I thought, wow. And, and reading about this, you know, Damien, I, I'm like, that standard is just, it's so, it's so high. It's, 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 it's so almost intimidating. And it seems so far for most of us. It seems unrealistic almost. It's just so much. It's, it's so much, you know. How can this, how can we even approach this, really? Because none of us are perfect, and none of us are Yeshua. I get that. I get that. I get that. At the same time, part of coming to God's house, part of coming to God's house, is to be more conformed, like Daniel prayed, to the image of God and his son. To be more conformed to the image of his son. That's part of why you come here, right? In, in other words, every time, see, this is, this is kind of like a little... It's, it's very much connected to this, but it's a little side teaching. Every time you walk through those doors, everybody, every time, or, or, or for that matter, if you're watching on, on the stream, every time you do so, we should be seeking to change something within us. And the change that I'm looking for in this message is not some kind of a surface change. It's not something even that I want and I expect for you to just wake up tomorrow and just feel different and say, wow, I'm suddenly a living sacrifice. That was pretty nifty how that happened. No, it's, it's almost assuredly not going to happen like that. It takes intentionality. And it's oftentimes, wait for it, an extraordinarily slow process. It's not overnight, typically. It is a slow process where you are changed and transitioned from this, from this self-centered person to becoming a living sacrifice. It just doesn't generally happen overnight. And honestly, it's most commonly manifested in our close relationships. That's where you see the tire hit the road on this question about whether or not you are a, a sacrifice as opposed to making a sacrifice. Oftentimes in our closest relationships, if you're married, <laughs> it's being asked to do the dishes <laughs> and doing them not because you think your spouse is owed it or that they have done things for you so you need to give back. But rather, because it's simply in your heart to do so. An even higher level of this would be to do the dishes before you're asked to do the dishes. <laughs> and you don't do the dishes to score a point or because you want to win favor. It's because it's just who you are. 
And here's the key. Ooh, boy. Here's college level on this one. You should still gain fulfillment even if your sacrifice is not recognized or even cared about. That's a tough one. You see, now that's where you kind of find out motives. That's where you find out a little bit what's your intent. Are you, are you uh, making a sacrifice or are you being a sacrifice? That's, that's where you kind of get some delineation on that one. That's, now that's college level, fair enough, right? But, but sometimes, and you all have done this, where you do something for somebody and they don't recognize it. Or maybe they don't care. Or even worse, I know, you've, you've heard the expression, no good deed goes left unpunished. <laughs> sometimes you do something for somebody and, and, and you, you, you get grief because of, it, because of it. Man, that is incredibly demotivating. That is incredible. But what is it? You've got to have that within you. You see, you've got to, to move forward in your spiritual walk. We have to mature, this is the word, in our spiritual walk to the point where that doesn't bother us. We still want to be a sacrifice, even if it's not even noticed. Even if it's not even noticed. Every once in a while, it's, it's interesting, every once in a while I'll catch somebody doing something at Beth Hillel. Some just, it can be a small thing. Uh, uh, there was somebody mopping a floor or something because something spilled in, in, in the kitchen or a bathroom and I happen to walk in and I see them with the mop, right? It's like, oh, rabbi. And, and, and I think to myself, wow, okay. And I'm impressed. I am impressed. I, it's like, they weren't asked to do this and, and, and they weren't looking for recognition. They did it because the two they are. It's like, wow, man, that's, that's impressive. It was beautiful. It's beautiful to see when that, those kinds of things happen. You know what I'm talking about. Now, honestly, at first, at first, y'all, and I'm giving you kind of some steps to grow in your walk. Honestly, at first, it has to be profoundly intentional <laughs> because it just doesn't come natural to, to live as a living sacrifice. It just doesn't come natural. You have to be incredibly intentional. Listen, you're here or you're hearing this message, so why not try to start making a change in your life? Allow this time to make a difference in your life. Be intentional. What am I talking about? Seek to be a sacrifice. The, the way... The way you start your journey toward becoming a sacrifice is often to make a sacrifice. Now listen, I've, I've talked about the fact that making a sacrifice and being a sacrifice are different, and they are. At the same time, if you're, and most folks, are, we're so far away from being a sacrifice that a way to get closer to that and to start going in that direction is to start intentionally making a sacrifice. In other words, it's unlikely that you're going to be today just about uh, being an opera singer 
And, 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 and all you sing is, me, 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 me. <laughs> and then tomorrow you wake up and you're like, you, 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 you. <laughs> it's very unlikely. No, there have got to be steps in between. And if you're, and if you're kind of not been a particularly self-sacrificial person, then the first step is intentionally, consciously, Making a sacrifice. I said we need to be a sacrifice and not just make a sacrifice. I stand by that. But if we're so far away, the start to becoming a sacrifice is to make a sacrifice. And you can choose to do that intentionally. That's a choice you can make. And and yes, listen, trust me, there are plenty of opportunities. You will find opportunities in life to be a sacrifice to others. Yeshua sacrificed everything for us. You will find opportunities if you are looking for them. If you're open to them, you will find opportunities to be a sacrifice. Sure, we have plenty of opportunities even here at Beth Hillel. We, we talked today. There's a sign-up sheet for this Wednesday to help in the Shavuot decorating. You probably were not planning on doing that this Wednesday. Well, it's a, oh, it's a sacrifice. We need help in our, here in our greeting ministry, our sound ministry, our visual ministry, just to name a few. But I'm, I'm not just talking about Beth Hillel. I'm talking about your personal life at home with your parents or with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, with your teacher, with your boss at work. Oh, no, Rabbi. No, say it ain't so. You didn't just ask me to, to be and to make a sacrifice for my boss. Oh, yeah, I think I just did. <laughs> that was a little Jerry Clower. I don't know where that came from. Some of you know <laughs> that could be made into a meme very easily. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's on YouTube. That's sad. And remember this when talking about a sacrifice. Think about the word. Think about the word sacrifice. That means it's not necessarily convenient or easy for you. Even to make a sacrifice isn't necessarily easy or convenient for you. So, so let me just give you an understanding of sacrifice. Working hard on a project, working hard on a project, during work time, is not a sacrifice. Sorry, that's not a sacrifice. I'm working hard at work. Good, you should. That's no sacrifice. Now, working hard on a project after five o'clock, okay, now that's a sacrifice. You see? When you're giving up something, mowing the lawn... <laughs> if it's your proportional share of the chores, is not really a sacrifice. But sweeping the garage might be, if that's not typically what you do, what you do is part of your chores. Okay, now that might be a sacrifice. Do you see? Sometimes we call things that are, we call things sacrifices that are not. They're just hard work that we're supposed to do. Hmm. Encouraging somebody may not be a sacrifice, but doing so when you're exhausted is a sacrifice. 
You, you don't feel like it. You're tired. And yet somebody needs it, and you're just like, oh. And then you go in. You know it's going to be okay. The Lord's going to help. And, and there, okay. You, now that's a sacrifice. Right? It's not that doing any of these things anytime is not a good thing. It is a good thing anytime. Listen, mowing the lawn anytime is a good thing. Encouraging somebody anytime is a good thing. Working hard at work anytime is a good thing. Uh, of course, no doubt about it. But we need to understand in our heads what the word sacrifice means. According to dictionary.com, sacrifice is to surrender or give up or permit injury or disadvantage to for the sake of something else. Whoa. When I read that, I was like, whoa. Permit injury or disadvantage to for the sake of something outside of ourselves. That's sacrifice. The Greek in Romans chapter 12 is thusia. One of the definitions that's in Thayer's Greek lexicon gives for this word, in addition to the word sacrifice, where it says, may, uh, Lord, I, where Paul says, I urge you to be a living sacrifice. The word thusia, another definition in the biblical lexicon is victim or Offering. <laughs> Man, whew. That's, that's weighty stuff, y'all. I urge you, therefore, to be a living sacrifice, an offer, a living offering, almost victim in a way. It, it, it is something that is not easy to do. Whoa. Psalm 51, as we get ready to conclude the introduction <laughs> so like these medal winners these congressional medal winners how do you become a sacrifice and remain humble at the same time because that's what these people did it a lot of times people sacrifice and they're looking for recognition. They're looking for attention. They're looking for praise. They're looking for sometimes a response. Well, I helped you, so now you help me. I helped you, now it's your turn. I scratched your back, now you scratch my back. I helped you out when you were hurting, now you help me out. I, I, did, this for, I did this for you, aren't you going to recognize me? Or how about thanks? Maybe thanks is in order? A lot of people, when they make a sacrifice, that's their mindset. But there's, there's a certain lack of humility there. Did you hear what the Congressional Medal of Honor winners said? They said, listen, I don't even, I don't even deserve to be, I don't deserve to, to, to be recognized. I hear some of these guys, watch some of these guys on, on YouTube say, I don't deserve this recognition. It's like, did you, guy, did you just hear the list of everything that you did? My God, if, if, if you don't deserve to be recognized, there's nobody in the world that deserves to be recognized. Yeah, you deserve to be recognized, brother or sister. But no, they have this attitude. No, I don't even deserve recognition. The real heroes, they often say, the real heroes are, are my buddy so-and-so-and-so and so that didn't make it home. They're the real heroes, not me. Man, the, what, what kind of humility is this? And they're, some, they're dog sincere, y'all. You know they are. 
Psalm 51, verse 19, part of David's repentance psalm. David says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. The key to offering ourselves as a sacrifice is for us to get us out of the way. It's hard. Why? Because our flesh wants what our flesh wants. The key to being a living sacrifice is for us to get us out of the way, to have a broken and contrite or humble heart. David says that God will not despise this. That's an impressive promise. If we humble ourselves to God and sacrifice, God will not despise us. Even with all of your imperfection, even with all of your imperfections and fumbles and things that you do that are wrong and mistakes that you make, still, no, 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 no. If you've got this attitude, he will not despise you. No, he embraces you. You're going to make mistakes. All of us do. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> so if you're coming here today, if you're coming here today, watching online, listening via podcast, if you're coming here today with a genuine heart to draw closer to God, then take heed to this message. Each day, each day, seek to be intentional in seeking to be more of a sacrifice in your life. You'll find that if you do so, if you really do so, you're gonna notice if you make a sacrifice today, you make a sacrifice tomorrow, you make, you make more sacrifices within your own life, you're gonna notice that you start to change. You start to, ch there will be a change in you. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not even talking about a month or two from now, although it will have started. But I'm talking about five years from now. You'll be a different human being than you are today. And what better day is it than this to focus on laying down our lives for others? <laughs> the title of my message is Sacrifice. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, if you've never given your life to God but you'd like to, I want to give you an opportunity. All you have to do is say a simple prayer. If that's you, just raise your hand and we'll pray together. If you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you want to today, just raise your hand and we'll pray. Is there anyone? Don't let anything get in your way. Perhaps you're watching online or listening via podcast. If that's you and you've never dedicated your life to the Lord, repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. Lord, I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you if you're here. See me after the service. We just want to celebrate with you. But God, I pray for our kahila, our congregation. Lord, I... We, we do have some wonderful people who are sacrificial, who, are, who live as a sacrifice. 
But God, all of us have room to grow. All of us have room to grow. How do I know that? All of us are still here, still breathing. And, and what is the standard? The standard is greater love is no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friend. Yeshua laid down his life for us. He says, let's be more like Yeshua. Well, we got to lay down our lives for each other. That's, that's the call, y'all. <laughs> so, Lord, help us be more sa sacrificial, Lord. Give us opportunities to <laughs> allow us developmental growth in this area. <laughs> that, that was said like a performance appraisal. <laughs> Lord, help us, Lord. Help us to, to grow, to be more of a, sa a sacrifice in our lives, oh God. Let us be more intentional in choosing to make sacrifices. And each day, Lord, as we make more sacrifices, let it then seep deep into our spirits so that we become a living sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for these things. We bless you for them. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.